You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Amen. This morning I want to share with you on what I title Walking in Lordship. Amen. Walking in Lordship. Because you see, in the kingdom, there are certain things that you need to understand clearly. One of the things that, um, that is happening to Christianity today is that people are kind of confused. They are confused about certain concepts. And you see, um, if we are going to take the land, if we are going to take our generation for Christ, there are certain things that must be properly defined and clearly understood. And we need to walk in the reality of those things. Or else, or else we, would, we, would, we would find ourselves constantly defeated in our faces before the enemy. And we don't want that. If there's anyone that should be defeated, it's Satan that should be defeated. If there's anyone that should be defeated, it's the kingdom of darkness. Are you following me? So this morning we're talking about walking in lordship. Walking in lordship. So when we talk about Lord, what, what is Lord? The, the Greek word for Lord is kurios. Okay? Kurios, it means supreme authority. All right? Supreme authority. Lord means owner. Master. Okay? Supreme master. Supreme authority. In other words, ultimate authority. Ultimate authority. And God has called you and I to walk in ultimate authority of Christ. Hallelujah. He is our Lord. He has the final say. You know, as we were worshiping, the Lord was saying to me, you know, he says, the reason why we're not experiencing God the way we should is because we have not allowed him to be Lord over every aspect of our lives. So some people want him to be Lord over their spirit, but they don't want him to be Lord over their relationships. Okay? So over their relationships, he's not supreme. He doesn't have supreme authority over your relationships. Some people, he doesn't have supreme authority over their careers. So, he, he's Lord when I'm in church, when I'm singing, but then when I am at work, yeah. I'm my own Lord. Are you getting the point? Yeah, I'm in charge now, so I just make my own decisions. I decide what I want to do, and that's it. I don't even consult him. I don't find out from him, Lord, what are you saying? Some people just make all kinds of decisions without even consulting the Lord. I say, Lord, what are you saying about this? Lord, I, I want to, this is what I'm thinking about, but I, I am laying it down before you. You have the final say. If you say yes, I'll go for it. Or if you say no, I'm going to drop it. I'm going to drop it. Yeah. I remember years ago, before I met my wife, I, I, I was going to, I was going to, Propose to somebody else. Can you imagine? <laughs> I mean, I don't know what entered into my head. She says I hadn't met her, so 
It's understandable. But, but the point is that I was going to because logically it made sense. Do you understand? Thinking, oh yeah, this person, everything, cross all the T's, dot all the I's, everything. Great! Until I decided to go to my Lord. Do you understand? I went to my Lord in prayer. I went to my Lord in fasting. I went to my Lord for three days and three nights without food and water. I said, Lord, speak to me. This is the step I want to take. But I don't want to just take it. What do you say? And of course, when you allow him to be Lord, he will speak to you. They will speak to you. What is happening is that many people just make decisions. Then they get into trouble and then they blame God. Uh, Have you noticed? Yeah. When we want to make the decision, we don't involve him. When we mess it up, we blame him. So we now put the responsibility upon him for the consequences of our decisions. (laughs) It doesn't make sense. It just does not make sense. It's like somebody just getting up one day and then he decides, maybe, maybe you're allergic to prawns. I, I, all right? You're allergic to prawns. You just wake up one day and you decide to, to go and eat prawns and you have a healthy portion. <laughs> I don't know. A good portion. Let me put it that way. You have a good portion of it. You, it tastes nice. Maybe, it, you know, like... When it's, it's, it's smelling so nice and you just go for it and then you eat it. Then your body begins to like, you want to die. Alright? Then you start blaming God. You say, God, how can you do this to me? Hmm? Why do you allow me to suffer like this? Who should take responsibility for that? Is it God that should take that responsibility? Or is it you? But in many ways, that's how Christians live. That's how Christians live. I'm telling you. It's like the Holy Spirit says to you, don't go this direction. But you are too busy to even pay attention. The voice is so far, so still, so small that you ignore it. You go that direction and something happens. Then you say, God, where were you? Then you blame him. Was he Lord over that journey? (laughs) He wasn't. You were Lord over that journey. Because as a Lord, he was saying to you, don't go that direction. But of course, you being Lord, you said, no, I like this direction. I'm used to this is my normal route. Come on. How many people have normal route? They take. Yeah, we all do, right? One day you might want to go that route, he says, don't go that direction. He said, no, but uh, this is the way I always take. So what? Then you take that and something happens. What do you, who do you blame? You don't blame God. Just say, God, Lord, I'm sorry. <laughs> I messed up. Just take me out of this mess. 
Instead of blaming him. You get my point? So, the point is that he wants to be Lord over all. He wants to be Lord over your finances. Hello? That's one area. That's one of the hardest areas for believers to allow him to be Lord. Finance. Oh my goodness. That's why Jesus says, you cannot serve God and mammon. Mammon is the spirit behind money. Money is not evil. Money is not bad. Money is neutral. But there is a spirit of mammon. So if he is Lord over your finances, he deserves, he has the ultimate authority as to how your finances are used. Correct? Yeah. yeah. So, but many of us, oh, you can touch my heart, but don't touch my pocket. He is Lord. He is Lord. And you're holding your pocket. He has risen. From the dead. Uh, and he is Lord. Oh. Every knee shall bow. Uh, huh? And you're holding your pocket. And he says, uh, can you release? I want you to give so much to Malawi. I bind you, Satan. <laughs> Get thee behind me, Satan. Come on. Yeah. By the time he becomes Lord over our finances, you'll be amazed at what will begin to happen in your life. Yeah. You'll be amazed. A friend of mine was telling me recently how, I mean, he, he says, I, I don't understand. Something, there was a situation, and then the Lord spoke to him and he says, the Lord spoke to him and said to him, from today, you will never be broke for the rest of your life. And he says, your family, your children will never be broke. Yo. And he says to me, this is strange. The Lord has never spoken to me like this. Then I said to him, come on, look at your life. Look at the way you've been living your life. Look at what you've been doing for the kingdom. Are you surprised? Is he not the one that says, seek first my kingdom and his righteousness and every other thing shall be added to you? I said, are you surprised? He said, oh, I never thought of that. I said, yeah, you better think of it. Yeah. Your motive for, for, for advancing the kingdom and putting in your resources and all of that, you were not doing it because you wanted this. But he saw and you got to a point that he stepped in and said, now I've taken over as the Lord over your finances. You understand? Yeah. So as Lord over the, over the harvest, Jesus made a statement in Matthew chapter, Matthew chapter 9 from verse 27. He had been preaching, he had been going around, and, uh, and the people were scattered as sheep without, without a shepherd. And Jesus Jesus looked at them. Matthew chapter 9, verse 27? No, no, no. Let's read 29. 29. 
Uh, let me open it. Lord, let me open my Bible. Shikabonda. Come on. Somebody say, help him, Jesus. Help him, Jesus. Jesus, help him. Help him, Jesus. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, I can't feel you. Hallelujah. Hey, the Lord is waiting. Okay, sorry, sorry. 37. 37, yeah. Matthew chapter 9, verse 37. He says, in those days. No? 9? 37. Okay, let me read from my Bible. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest truly is plentiful, but what? The laborers are few. Okay? Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Can you see that? Pray to who? The Lord of the harvest. The curious of the harvest. All right? The ultimate authority over the harvest. Hallelujah. Let us pray to the Lord of the harvest. Why? That he may send out laborers into his harvest. And we've talked about this before. When the word send there is ekbalo. Somebody say ekbalo. It means to, to force. Poof. It's like to eject. You know, like fighter jets, when they are fighting, when they, if the plane is about to crash, there's a button that the pilot will press. When he presses that, that button, his seat and everything will be shot out of the plane before it crashes. And then the parachute will come out, boom, and he will land safely. So that word, ekbalo, is like to eject, poof. Some people need a push. Some people need to be shot out of their comfort zones. Hallelujah. Into the harvest field. So when we pray to the Lord of the harvest, we say, Lord, take over the harvest of Midrand. Begin to lord over this harvest. Something is going to start happening. There's a dimension of harvest we need to enter into. But we need him to start manifesting as the Lord. Of the harvest. Hallelujah. Lord of the harvest. We need to see his lordship there. In every dimension he wants to be Lord. And we need to walk in that reality. Are you ready for that? Yes. He needs to be Lord over your home. You know that. He wants to be Lord over your home. Oh pastor. I don't know why my children are so unruly. Who is Lord? Who is Lord over those children? Put him there. Put him in charge. Hallelujah. Put him in charge. And I'm telling you things. He is a better master. Are you getting me? Yeah. He's a better master. And you need to allow him to begin to rule in that home. Obviously, he will rule through you. But... You need to go to him every now and again. So, Lord, what's the plan? This is what I'm thinking. I know that many Christians can be so lazy that they don't do anything. They just say, oh, the Lord is in charge. The Lord is in control. You, you, you know what that, you know, that religious statement? Yeah, it's not a kingdom statement. It's a religious statement. But, you see, when we say he is Lord and want him to be Lord... What we're saying is that take your plans to him. In other words, you plan, but you go to him. 
I say, this is what I want to do. What do you have to say? What do you have to say? Like, I was about to propose to someone, but when I sought the Lord, as I sought the Lord, I'll never forget that vision. And the Lord said to me, don't take this one. And I saw the hand. And that vision said, don't, not this one. Take this one. I said, no, no, no. This is not the one I came for. No, it's... Come on, it's not Claudia, my friend. <laughs> That's not the one. Yeah. So I nearly missed it. But if I didn't allow him to be Lord, I don't know what would have happened. I was talking to my brother. He says, he was, there was so much pressure on him to marry somebody. And he said the Lord to him, no, this is not the person. Guess what? He said to me, as we speak right now, that person is dead. <laughs> so he would have been a widower at this early age. Hello? There's another one. He says, they'll put pressure on him. This one, this one. He says, no. I don't know why people want to, like... Much make people. I don't know who, who made them Lord. Huh? Yeah, they try to, you right? No matchmaking in this church. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> Listen, next year we're gonna have a single seminar. And I need to teach you some things. Those of you that are single. Yeah. So, because when he's Lord over your singleness, yeah, you are not under pressure. Do you understand me? Don't allow any society to put anything on you that God didn't put on you. Yeah. Hallelujah. So, walking, what are we talking about? Walking in lordship. Walking in Lordship. Amen. Amen. So, I want us to look at a few scriptures, then we'll, we'll wrap it up. A scripture in the book of Colossians chapter 2, verse 6 says, As you therefore have received Christ the Lord, so walk in Him. Can we read it in the Amplified, please? Colossians chapter 2, verse 6, it says, As you therefore... Receive Christ, even Jesus the Lord, so walk, regulate your lives, conduct yourselves in union with and conformity to Him. Can you see that? So there is a regulation. In the kingdom, listen to me, kingdom is different from church, right? In kingdom... Sometimes things are more authoritative. So when, when, when the Lord says something, you don't say, but why, Lord? No, you don't do that. In kingdom, you don't do that. 
When he says, do this, you say, yes, sir. Jump up. How high, sir? But in church, no wonder the church is so weak. They say, do this. You say, um, what about, have we sampled the opinions? What are other people saying? Who cares? Let's, let's vote. That's not kingdom language. Yeah, that's democracy. Praise God for democracy. Demonstration of crazies. Yeah, it's the best form of government that man has come up with. It's a Nigerian musician that used to sing that. He used to, he used to call democracy demonstration of crazies. <laughs> yeah. So, but, but in the kingdom, no. The Lord says, do this. You do it. That's why Jesus says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things that I say? Why? Huh? Lord, 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 Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus. And he says to you, do this for me. You said, I don't feel like. My friend, in the military, can you do that? Is there anybody who has been in the military before? Ah, Raymond, okay. Yeah, okay, good. Ah, maybe that's why God says you're a warrior. Okay, now it's making sense. Yeah, so when your, your commander or your, your boss instructs you and you don't feel like, what do you do? You do it. You do it. <laughs> Even when you don't feel like. You do it. Feelings got nothing to do with it. What if you are in a bad mood? You're always in a bad mood. Come on. You see? Life is tough. You're always in a bad mood. So just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Look at what it says. Yeah. Luke 6, 46. But why do you call me Lord, Lord? And do not do the things which I say. Yeah. Why? What's the meaning of that? He says, not everybody that says, Lord, Lord, will enter into my kingdom. So the kingdom is about lordship. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? If we're going to walk in the kingdom of God, live in the kingdom of God, lordship is a must. It's a must. All this gospel that, that encourages people to live life and take advantage of the blood of Jesus without obedience is leading people to hell. Yeah. If you call me Lord, do what I say. If I am the ultimate authority, you obey my authority. That's kingdom. Because in the church, being the bride of Christ, the bride always wants you to be nice to her. Am I correct? Come on. Yeah. Yeah. The bride always, you have to be nice to your bride all the time. Is that, it, uh, am I correct? Very true. Very 
Very true. If you've ever been married, you know what I'm talking about. You have to be nice. And let me tell you, you don't go into your, your home and tell your wife, this is kingdom now. I don't have to be nice to you. <laughs> you are in trouble if you do that. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. So the bride of Christ, as the bride of Christ, we, we, we want him to be nice. We want everything to be nice. Take care of my hair. Come on. Yeah. Do my fingernails. Uh, <laughs> do my makeup. Yes. Yeah, that's the bride, right? Yeah, that's the bride. Her dress has to be, you know, she has to feel good in that dress. Hmm? And when she wears it, she comes to you. What do you say? How do I look? <laughs> Hallelujah. It's okay. But you need to know where that fits. In your walk with God, you need to know where it fits. There's a place for that. But then there's a place for kingdom. Hallelujah. And when it's kingdom, it's not about how your hair is. It doesn't matter if your hair is scattered. We're going. We move. Hallelujah. We move. When it's kingdom time, we are not talking about how your, your, your makeup is. It doesn't matter with or without makeup. We are advancing the kingdom. That's what lordship is about. I'm in a bad mood. Just suck it up and move. After that, we'll attend, attend to your, your mood. But let's do it. Hallelujah. Let's do the work. Let's reach this city. Hallelujah. That's what lordship is about. Whatever it will take, let's pay the price. Paying a price. I'm telling you, if, if, if it has to do with you foregoing some things, go ahead. Sacrifice. The kingdom cannot advance without sacrifice. Even Jesus could not establish the kingdom of God on earth without laying down his life. I'm telling you, sacrifice and obedience are vital. In the kingdom. And many of us, our Christian lives, we're living our lives in such a way that we, have not even, we don't even know what sacrifice is. You don't know yet. You don't know yet. But listen, where we're going to, there's going to be a lot of sacrifice. The Lord himself will come to you and tell you to give up certain things. Will you be, will you be willing to do that? Yo. <laughs> ah, because if we're going to see the power of God if we're going to see the glory of God if we're going to see the kind of manifestations God is telling us about I'm telling you there is a way you know we're singing you are glorious so glorious in your ways yeah he's glorious in <laughs> in his ways huh? by the way that song is not just in your way it's in your ways because when I was sing, we were singing, I said, oh, it doesn't only have one way. 
Okay. Yeah, correct it. <laughs> Amen? Yeah. Ways. The Bible says he made his ways known to Moses. Yeah. But his, 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 his works to the children of Israel. So he has many ways. There are many pathways in the kingdom. Now, I'm not talking about the people who say there are many ways to God. That's, that's new age. Once you have entered into the kingdom, there are many ways. There's only one way into the kingdom and through Christ, the Lord. But in the kingdom, there are many ways. Hallelujah. Yeah, because the kingdom is a vast, it's a vast place. Because there's only one way into the earth. Come on, through your mother's womb. Don't look at me like that. I see if you drop from heaven. There's only one way into the earth. But once you come into the earth, there are many ways. Okay? Yeah. So you want to go to Joburg? There are many ways to Joburg. Correct? Yeah. So, in the kingdom, somebody say the kingdom. It's about lordship. So if we're going to walk in lordship, we need to walk in obedience. We need to walk in sacrifice. Do you understand? Yeah. Oh, well, pastor, doesn't the Bible say uh, uh, obedience is better than sacrifice? Yes, but it doesn't mean that sacrifice is irrelevant. Okay? So you can't say, because I'm sacrificing, I shouldn't obey. Yeah, that's what Saul tried to do. He thought because he could sacrifice, he didn't need to obey. And God says, my friend, you are getting the whole point backwards. Obedience is better than sacrifice. So many people will miss God because they refuse to obey. They think because sacrifice. No, it's like going, you go to a billionaire and you say to him, uh, I need, uh, uh, you, have to, you have to give um, a million. And he says, is that a million? Uh, it's a multi-billion. So a million is like you're giving you know, little money to someone. Right? So to him, it's not a sacrifice. Am I correct? It's not a sacrifice. You look at it and say, wow, this guy gave a million. God is not impressed. Yeah. So God will say, have you obeyed me? So if you are going to walk in lordship, you must walk in obedience. Hallelujah. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. But he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Yeah. John 7, 21. That is vital, I'm telling you. We, God wants us to walk in power. And I'm, I'm going I'm to bring this to a close, but I need to bring, I need to help you to understand this, right? Walking in lordship is vital, but then it leads to something else. When you walk in obedience, all right, when you develop a lifestyle of obedience, even when it's tough, when it's difficult, you do it. You make yourself to do it. Like when God told Abraham to give Isaac, 
It was not an easy thing. He waited for 25 years for this miracle. And this miracle has grown up. He has bonded with Isaac. Now the guy is a young lad, handsome young man. And God says, go kill him for me. Why would God do that? Heartless. That's not nice. That's not nice. But the kingdom is not about being nice. In the kingdom, everything is about the king. Hallelujah. It's about the king. What is the king saying? Lord, what's your will here? Let's do it. Hey, this is going to be demanding. Yeah, so what? Let's do it. Uh, that means I will have less sleep. That's right. Do it. Do it. Yeah, do it. There are sometimes he doesn't. He says to me, tonight you are going to sleep only two hours. Yes, sir. Let's do it. Come on. Oh, well, I'm so tired. I'm so... You're still a bride. That's why. It's okay. That's a bride dimension. But when it's kingdom dimension, I'm telling you, things learn to switch. Come on. Learn to switch roles. Know when you should be the bride and know when you should be the king. Hallelujah. Yeah. So, once that is established in your life, it brings you to another level. Even in your walk. Do you know Jesus is called Lord of Lords? Yes. King of kings and what? Lord of Lords. Have you ever thought, Lord of who? Who are the other Lords? Come on. Yeah. I know religion don't like this. Huh? You like the king of kings. I'm a king. He has made us kings and priests. Hallelujah. That's right. But you know, you are called to be a lord as well. Yeah. But you need to practice by following him, laying everything down, and submitting to his lordship when he tells you to do something, you do it. When you, you don't tell him how to do his own thing. Come on. You listen to him. Ask for instruction. God, what are you saying? You do it, right? When, when his lordship is establishing your life and you are walking in it, you prepare yourself to enter into a dimension of lordship where you begin to operate as a lord. Turn to Galatians chapter 4. Galatians chapter 4, reading from verse 1. We'll see here, the Bible, Paul is speaking here, and he gives us a clear picture. He says, now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, does not differ at all from a slave. Okay? Though he is master of all. Now, you see that word master, go back, go back. That word master of all. Do you know what that word means in the Greek? That's curious. Hallelujah. Though he is masterful, though he is Lord. Huh? The child is Lord. But because he's still a child, he's not different from a slave. So many Christians are not different from slaves. Although in reality, they are curious. 
of all. Come on. Let's read it in the Amplified. How does the Amplified put it? Look at it. It says, now, what I mean is that as long as the inheritor, heir, is a child and underage, he does not differ from a slave, although he is the master of all the estate. How many people know that the earth is God's estate? Hallelujah. It's God's estate. So, although you are master, there is a dimension where you begin to operate as Lord. In other words, when you speak, the enemy should obey. Yeah, because he would recognize your lordship. Are you getting my point? Yeah, he'll recognize that. But if you remain a child... You cannot be given ultimate authority. Yeah. And that's why you need to grow up. Touch your neighbor. Touch two people. Come on. Say grow up. Grow up. Grow up. It's time to grow up. It's time to grow up. It's time to grow up. Yeah. It's time to grow up. And begin to walk in lordship. Yeah. And I'm not saying you have now become master over Jesus. Because I heard one of these uh, new prophets, <laughs> new, new prophets that say that, uh, you know, he can, he, can, he can make Jesus do whatever he wants him to do. May God forgive him. Doesn't know what he's... He thinks because he can prophet, prophesy people's phone number that he has become Lord over Christ. Nonsense. I'll show you in the scriptures how the spirit of divination works. I'm telling you. Anyway, let's not be distracted. Next verse. Look at verse, verse 2. Come on. Look up. It says, but he is under guardians and stewards until the appointed time by the Father. Right? Yeah. Then, let's read on. Let's keep reading. Come on. Even so, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. Okay? Under the elements of the world. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, under the law. Right? To redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. Amen. So there's a difference from a child... And a son. Okay, in Isaiah he says, For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given. So you need the play, the point of maturity is a time of sonship. So when you attain to the level of sonship, that's when you are ready to inherit. Hallelujah. That's when the time that's the time when, when, when you are ready to take over as master. That's why the whole of creation is groaning and, as, and, and waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God, not the children of God. I know some versions say children of God. There's a difference. There's a difference from a child and a son. Jesus is not the child of God, he's the son of God. Do you understand? At some point he was a child of God. But later on, he became the son as he grew and matured. 
So you need to mature in your walk with God to a point where you now become a son and then you are master. Hallelujah. You gain mastery. So that's when you begin to speak to the elements. When, when the storm is coming, you say, storm, behave yourself. Hallelujah. Yeah. When the earth is about to open, earthquake is coming, we will start controlling earthquakes. When we get to that level. They say, hey, sh- stop it. What are you trying to do? Behave yourself. And yes, sir. Because you have attained sonship. And because you've attained sonship, you are Lord over the elements. You're Lord over the earth. Hallelujah. Amen. When you go and a lion is trying to roar at you, you say, sit down, sit down. Behave yourself. If you're hungry, food is coming. <laughs> yeah? Food is coming, not me. You know, I have a friend that, that walked. <laughs> I don't know if I should go to that story. I, I mean, he walked from, from um, is it Congo to East Africa. Yeah, the Lord called him to East Africa. And he was like waiting, praying for support, praying for miracle. And one day, one of my other friends who led him to the Lord, the Lord spoke to him and says, go and tell him. Go and tell him to walk with his feet if need be, but I want him in East Africa. So my friend comes to him. <laughs> Two friends now. Uh, okay, Cliff comes to Olam and says to Olam, what are you still doing here? God says you should go to East Africa. And you're still here. He says, uh, I don't have money. He says, don't you have legs? Hallelujah. Say, if he's Lord, we do what he says. Do you understand what I'm saying? So the little money he had, he bought it, he he transported himself to Cameroon. His money finished in Cameroon. Now it's time to move. He's on the journey. He doesn't have a flight ticket. That's why he's going by road. So stop looking as if, can't he just fly? You don't just fly. You don't, you don't just walk to the airline and speak in tongues. Right? Unless he tells you to. Unless he tells you to. I know there are some people that fly without money. <laughs> I'm telling you, some dangerous faith in this place. Go to the airport and say, uh, somebody's supposed to have paid for this ticket. Um, please, I'm supposed to be on this flight. Oh, ma'am. Ah, oh, sorry, it hasn't been paid. But it's supposed to have been paid. Ah, let me check again. Ah, oh. sorry, ma'am. I'm supposed to be on this flight. I'm so sorry, madam. I don't know what's happening. Oh. <laughs> That's what she did. <laughs> huh? Eventually, what happened? God spoke to somebody. Hallelujah. Say, you must, you need, you need to go. God said, I must buy you a ticket. Huh? They delivered the ticket. The courier <laughs> delivered the ticket. Okay. Anela, let's go. Yeah. Sure. 
That's how they went. Hallelujah. So, but for my friend, Olam, he didn't have that privilege. He didn't have that privilege. He walked. He walked and walked and walked. I'm telling you, real life story. He walked, he walked, he got to Central Africa, there was war. In Central Africa. Boom, 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 boom. And he's walking, going to East Africa. You think you have obeyed God? Some people have laid their lives down for this kingdom we're talking about. Telling you. Real story. I'll bring him here one day to share his story. I'm telling you, for real. Huh? He, talk, he talks about how he was, he, was, he was taken into a place and some people, some villagers, they went to put him somewhere. Just sleep. Because he would move, look for a tree, put his bag, and then use his head and sleep. Next day, wake up and continue. He's obeying God. Huh? You think the kingdom can advance without sacrifice? That is sacrifice. What do you think his family was saying? You are out of your mind. You are insane. Yeah, that's right. Sometimes it requires that. To advance the kingdom. He said while he was sleeping, guess what? He just heard a sound. Boom! What was that? It was dark. You know, in those places, no electricity. It was dark. So he got his cell phone, put it, put it on the torch, and he saw a big python. Wow. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> he ran away. And the people cannot speak English. He's saying, oh, And they're looking at him, trying to figure out what he's saying. The next day, he continues his journey. He's still going. Huh? How many people can obey God like that? Yeah, okay. Yeah. What was he eating? Whatever he came across. Yeah. Yeah. And right there in Central Africa, Cliff shows up. The same guy that told him. <laughs> that one flew in. <laughs> hey. This God. He, he didn't even know. He was just, he said the Lord told him to go to Central Africa. He didn't know. What he was going to meet there. He walking the street and they just meet each other. Hey, what are you doing here? So the Lord asked me to come. This has been that my experience. He said, oh, okay. Gave him some money. He was able to pay for some, pay for transport to go to, to get to, to Kenya. Yeah. But in, on that trip, not only did he encounter a python, he encountered a lion mm. in the bush. The lion was looking at him. He was looking at the lion. 
he was in between the lion and an antelope. There's an antelope there. He's here. The lion is here. So the lion has to make a decision. Which one? Yeah. Yeah. But I'm telling you today, hallelujah, today in the city of Arusha, if you mention his name, everybody knows him. Because he went there. He got there. And power of God manifested. To date, 47 churches in, in, in Tanzania. Do you understand what I'm saying? Obedience. When you walk in lordship, he allows you to begin to lord over his estate. Do you understand what I'm saying? If he is lord over your life, you can be lord over his estate. He can make you master over your community. He can make you master over, over a nation. He can even make you master over a nation. That's what happens when you walk in lordship. That's why people like Joseph could be made lord over Egypt. He became a, a father to Pharaoh. A foreigner. Now what happened to xenophobia? When you walk in lordship, there are certain forces that are at your feet. Are you ready for that level? Are you ready for that level? I want people that will walk in lordship. Do you understand me? When you stand and you speak in authority, it's not the time to start hiding from demons and hiding, running from the devil. You better stop it. You're a master. You're a master over those situations. Amen? But you need to, you need to be submitted to the ultimate Lord. Jesus Christ. The King of Kings. And the Lord of Lords. He is my Lord. He is my King. And you know what? You are going to be King as well. Because He is King, you should be King. Because He is Lord, you should be Lord. Amen? So you need to start walking in Lordship telling you. When somebody comes, they want, to, they, want to, they want to hijack you. You say, hey, give me that gun. Give it to me. So, oh, okay, sir. Yes, I can have it. Yeah. So when you get into lordship, there's, there's a dimension you start operating. Telling you. Oh, no, please. Don't kill me. Don't kill me. That's a slavery mentality. That's a slave. But a lord. You don't feel pity for yourself. You go through things and say, yeah, it's tough, but I'm tougher. Amen. Yeah, life is tough. So what? I am tougher than life. Yeah, I'm tougher. That's kingdom, my friend. The kingdom of God suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. I know the bride likes things smooth, comfy. But, and that's okay. But just know when to switch and become a kingdom person. All right? Are you ready to be kingdom? Let's stand up on our feet. Come on. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. 
For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.